Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again today. Now, before we do get into today's show, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, give us an old share on social media, and if you like listening to us on Podcast Player, look down below in the description. There's a nice little link there to Buzzsprout, and in that, you will find uh, a list of all the various podcast players that we're on, and whatever one that you would like to subscribe to you can and it'll automatically be downloaded to your device when a new show comes out also if you'd like to support the show there is also a buy me a coffee link down below and all donations are greatly welcome so now that that's all done let's get into the top five stories doing around today here in thailand the general election has been set for May 14th. The election commission has set the general election for Sunday, May 14th, with advance voting a week earlier on May 7th. The EC announced the date for the polls on Tuesday, one day after the dissolution of the House of Representatives after the commissioners approved the proposed timeline. Date for application for registration of constituency candidates are from April 3rd to 7th at specified locations. From April 4 to 7, party list candidates will file their registration registration applications and political parties will nominate their candidates for Prime Minister at City Hall in Ding Deng District of Bangkok. Eligible citizens who want to take advantage of advanced voting can register their intention from March 27th to April 13th. Those who are unable to cast their votes can report their intended absence and the reason why from May 7th to 13th and from 15th to 21st. Unofficial campaigning has been underway for weeks now, with parties focusing on economic issues as they seek the support of the 52 million voters who are now ratcheting up their efforts. The opposition Putai party is expected to hold full daily events across the country, featuring seven-month pregnant Peitong Shinawatra, who has topped opinion polls as a potential candidate for Premier. In the latest NIDA poll published on Sunday, 49.75% of the 2,000 respondents said they would vote for Putai. Only two other parties polled doubled digits. Move Forward at 17.4% and General Pryor's United Thai Nation at 11.75%. The coalition leader Palang Pacharet party was far down the list at just 2%. Among those preferred for Prime Minister, Ms. Peitong Tarn topped with the table at 38.2%, followed by Peter Lim Janrat of the Move Forward Party at 15.75%, and of course General Pryat at 15.65%. PPRT, PPRP leader General Prawit Wang Suwan is lumped in with numerous others who collected a total of 3.3%. Candidates for the 400 constituents and seats in the next House of Representatives must register for between April 3rd and 7th, the EC said. Parties uh, who also need to finalise their candidates for the 100 party list seats between April 4th and 7th. And basically the rest of the article just goes on a bit about the general election and uh, they need to also nominate their prime ministerial candidates. I think they can um, nominate two or three per party. So yes, this is the vote. The election, next general election, will take place here on May 14th here in Thailand. For people, expats living in the country, that will be a day where there'll be no alcohol available probably the night before until midnight to midnight normally that's how it goes and uh, yes it'll be shaping up to be an interesting election it looks like if we were to go by the recent polls and that was just one poll by Nita but there's been various others which has uh, Miss Peitong Tarn Shinawatra leading as the uh, preferred prime ministerial candidate and the Putai party winning a very a lot of seats We'll see what happens because things obviously change in this country and, you know, a lot of shenanigans can happen after this whole um, 
election has been done just remember that the prime minister in thailand is not elected by the people it's elected by the parliament and the senate basically and while the senate is packed with a whole lot of hand-picked generals so we'll see what this is going to lead to i do hope that whatever way happens if the putai party win the election in a landslide that their their prime ministerial candidate will be voted in and their, and the people's vote respected because at the end of the day that's what the job of these guys in parliament and the senate is to do but we'll keep an eye on it we'll report back and i'm sure there's plenty of twists and turns to come now moving along we have more corruption warrants issued for four immigration officers for crypto extortion Arrest warrants have been approved for four immigration police accused of the abduction of a Chinese man and a Thai woman and extortion of 30,000 Tether crypto coins worth about 1 million baht, Deputy Police Chief Police General Surachat Hakparn said. The complaint was filed by the Chinese man whose name was not released and his Thai interpreter, Naimi Sei Li, with the Ding Deng police on March 20th. They said that on March 10th they were abducted by men from a house in Ding Deng area and taken in a car to a house in Soi Prachanakas 2, also in Ding Deng area. Then the men extorted from then 30,000 USDT, the tether stablecoin pegged to the US dollar. On Monday night, police detained three men suspected of involvement. They were taken to Ding Deng Police Station for questioning. They were questioned separately, all denied any involvement. Police General Surachat said police investigators learned that some police officers might have also been involved. On Tuesday morning, Ding Deng investigators obtained arrest warrants from the Central Criminal Court for corruption and misconduct cases for four police officers. Sources say the arrest warrants were for two police inspectors and two non-commissioned officers, all of them working for the Immigration Police Bureau. Three of them had reported to their commanders and were being questioned, a source said. One had not. So, more trouble for the boys in brown, the bib. That's right, the police yet again. They don't seem to be learning, and I don't know how far these kind of stories have to go before some serious thought needs to go into what can be done to reform the Thai Royal Thai Police. It's getting out of hand. We're now in March. We've had numerous stories this year that have all been broadcast on social media and, you know, obviously through the news media as well, which is something that has been rare. If you look back last year at the amount of cases, I mean, this year is just absurd, but they're getting caught. People are not afraid anymore. They're not afraid to go and report what's been going. They're not afraid to put it on social media. And that's the right way to be, because the only way that change is going to happen is if the police finally understand that your corruption will not stand anymore. And I think the last uh, podcast I did, I spoke about police corruption, how, you know, the ways around it being cured. I mean, I laid out very many points and I think a lot of people agreed with them. And I forgot, obviously, one was, you know, to increase their pay, which is a very valid point. But nevertheless, in this kind of story, these people are just people who are just not good individuals. They're taking people hostage. I don't think whether you gave them a decent salary or had any kind of police reform, these kind of individuals are are just going to always do what they're going to do because it's inside them. It's in their DNA. So I do think something fundamentally different has to happen with the Royal Thai Police Force. And personally, I think it needs to be disbanded and built up from the ground up again. But we'll see where it goes. You know, these things seem to drag on before anybody ever thinks it's... I think it'll only ever get fixed is when it starts making international media headlines. And then they might do something. Now we're going to move along to another story that we're following up. And um, it's in relation to the uh, underage girls that were found being trafficked in Phuket. So bar raid sex claim hits Phuket. 
Night entertainment operators in Patong say their businesses have lost about 100 million baht in the last week following a raid on a local bar operated by a foreigner who allegedly employed girls aged under 18 as sex workers. Wirawat Krusambat, chairman of the Patong Entertainment Business Association, we're going to call that PIBA from now on, yesterday met Nightspot operators to come up with measures to prevent venues from becoming involved in illegal activities, including drugs and procuring minors to provide sex. This was in response to a recent raid conducted by a special task force unit from the Department of Provincial Administration on a bar in Soiblangla in Katu District last Wednesday in which two suspects were arrested. Deputy National Police Chief General Surachat Hakparn said on Saturday, this guy does get around in fairness to him. His nickname, if anybody's wondering, is Big Joke, but I, I never seen a guy to be getting around the country so quickly. Every high-profile case, he's there. Anyway, they were, it was operated by a foreigner, identified only as Ronnie, who was reportedly fled to Laos. Now, Ronnie apparently is actually Swiss. I've kind of found that out through the grapevine. The suspect also ran bars in Bangkok and its adjacent provinces. Mr. Weirowitz said the incident prompted authorities to order all entertainment venues in the area to close at 1am, which has led to a loss of earnings in the sector of at least 100 million baht during the past week. He also urged everyone to act as the eyes and ears of the authorities to prevent further incidents. The same owner also ran four restaurants. Authorities have ordered them shut, but the association will call on the landowners to cancel the leases following accusations of underage sex services being offered, he added. So yes, that's just kind of a follow-up on the whole thing with the girls that were found in uh, in these in this bar and in an adjacent hotel. I think the youngest was 15. Uh, yeah, again, as I said in this, it's disgusting. It seems to be a foreigner that's involved and uh, seems to be running businesses through illegal nominees. So expect a clampdown on a on foreign-owned businesses in the near future. It's great to see that um, the, uh, the what are they the Patong Entertainment Business Association they're very concerned about it all because they lost 100 million baht. But what gets me most is the fact that they're, they're, they're talking that they lost 100 million baht because they had to close at the legal time of 1am because now that that happened, all the police are there making sure that bars and clubs are closing at 1am, which they're meant to be doing. And they've lost a whole lot of money because they haven't made to stay open illegally for the last week. I mean, it really, it really is amazing some of the stuff that comes out of these guys' mouths. And of course, it's it, 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 it's nearly natural that they would talk like this. They have no fear of the law whatsoever. The fact that we've lost this amount of money. And by the way, our only concern is we've lost this amount of money. We're not concerned, really, that there's underage girls being trafficked in Patong for sex with foreigners, 15-year-olds, probably 14, 13. Who knows? They're not concerned about that. They're concerned about the money they've lost because they're not able to stay open after the closing hours. I mean, it's unbelievable. You can't make this stuff up sometimes. You really can't. But nevertheless, that's the story and the follow-up on it. It's a Swiss national, I believe, and he has apparently fled out of the country. He owns a lot of stuff in this country, so it'll be interesting to see what happens to him and his level of involvement. Um, but yeah, I think Patong needs to clean itself up. It's a sleazy cesspit, and it really does need, I, I think, need boycotting it sometime. I think people need to say, look, get your shit together and we'll come back. But this this is disgusting. And the the, the behavior of some of these guys in, in somewhat power, the fact that they're only concerned about profit and not human beings, I think says the most about them than anything else. But moving along, and this is an interesting story. I found another one. Unfortunately, I, I think Thailand is starting to get a bit of a bad rep at the moment. It's in relation to, actually, this is the article that I found in a UK 
newspaper. Thousands of Russians flee to Thailand to avoid Ukraine war call-ups as they take over top resorts. Tens of thousands of Russians have fled to Thailand to escape a Ukraine war call-up. Top tourist resorts such as Phuket have been swamped with draft dodgers. Some have taken over neighborhoods and have no intention of returning home. Figures show that at least 233,000 Russians have arrived on the island of Phuket alone since November. The flood has led to a home price boom as wealthy middle class arrivals rent or buy to stay indefinitely on long stay visas. Impatia would-be conscript Nikolai, 25, said he had travelled between Thailand, Cambodia and Laos to escape a call-up. He said, this is not my war. I've never voted for Vladimir Putin. I can't stop the war by being in Russia, but I will do all I can and all of my income allows me to do to never join the troops and never fight against Ukraine. An insurance broker from Vladivostok who did not want to be identified said the huge wave of young men arriving here for an indefinite period is impossible to miss. British tourists recently in Thailand noticed the changes. Michael Shackleton, 39, of Disbury, Manchester said, In Pattaya you can't move for Russian men of fighting rage. Colin Shepherd, 52 of Southampton, who was uh, in Phuket with his wife Helen, said all the menus are now in Russian as well as English. They've taken over. About 200,000 Russian soldiers have been killed or wounded in Ukraine in the past year. Sofia Malgavaril, a Moscow real estate agent now working in Phuket, said her clients are mostly men aged 30 to 35 and very wealthy. And I, I think that kind of shows you the depth of what people are understanding when they go back home. What kind of, I'm not going to say propaganda, I think singling out the Russians all the time is not correct. I mean, soon when the t- Chinese start turning up, uh, it'll it'll pale in comparison to the Chinese when they start turning up. 200,000 be five, 600,000, 300,000 in a month is estimated next month. So I do think there's an exaggeration because it's possible that Phuket really, Thailand really hasn't filled up with tourists yet. And maybe a lot of Westerners still aren't traveling to Thailand. But you're getting a lot of Russians coming here. And yes, I'm sure there are people who don't want to fight in Ukraine. And would you blame them? Who wants to go there? Who'd want to go there and fight? If it's not your war and you feel it's wrong to do so and you want to get out, why wouldn't you come to a country like Thailand? You know, it's cheap to live here, beautiful beaches, great scenery, great culture, great food. Of course, it's a great place to to come. Now, I did read another article that spoke recently about Thailand signing an extradition agreement with Russia in relation to draft dodgers that they could be sent back to Russia if they're caught here in Thailand that's a, but that story appeared only in the nation and it's been picked up by nowhere else I'm wondering if it's a really true now the nation normally get their stories pretty correct but if it is true this might start to deter people if they think that they can dodge the draft but then they get to Thailand and they could end up being sent back and you know the way things work in this world we all think our information is private, but I'm pretty sure it's being shared between countries all the time. And lists could be sent to Thailand, you know, find these guys and send them back to us straight away. These kind of things. Thailand wants to have a cozy relationship with everybody. You know, take no sides, lap up the money and pretend like nothing bad is going on in the world. And that's, that's basically, I think, how they've been functioning since they reopened. Now, finally, tourists exempt in jet ski license crackdown. Tourists are not required to have the correct license in order to operate a rental jet ski. Phuket Marine Police Chief Lieutenant Colonel Jurut has confirmed uh, to local media in Phuket. The confirmation follows Phuket Marine Police issuing a warning that people caught operating a jet ski without the correct license, technically a Helmsman Class 2 license, face a fine of between 1 and 10,000 baht or up to 6 months imprisonment. 
The warning also cautioned that any person caught operating an unregistered jet ski faced a fine of up to 10,000 baht. If the jet ski is rented from an operator, the client does not need to have a driver's license, Lieutenant Colonel Jirowitz said. The client will not be arrested as they have rented it. The person who holds the driver's license is the rental operator of the jet ski, he continued. However, people who own and ride their jet skis are not exempt. They must have the correct license in order to operate the jet ski and the jet ski must be registered. Privately owned jet skis can be registered at the Phuket Marine Office and the driver's license can be done at the same office, he noted. The warning was issued on Friday after jet ski rental operators at Bangtao Beach were caught renting out jet skis with expired registrations. The jet ski operators now face a fine of up to 10,000 baht. Lieutenant Colonel Jurawood said that the Marine Police officers had stepped up their inspections of jet skis in tourist areas. A team of officers had conducted inspections at several beaches already. Patong Beach, Naka Beach, Sira Bay and Bangtao beaches were all inspected and they arrested six jet ski operators for both not having the correct licenses to operate jet skis and for having licenses that had expired. Lieutenant Jira Yut confirmed. So that's another bit of a strange one. So you don't need a license if you're renting it. But the person who you're renting it off must have the license. But if you own it and you decide you want to ride it, you must have a license. But the person renting it doesn't need to have a license. It's all very strange. I mean, it doesn't really make that much sense, does it? But of course, this is Thailand, so I'm going to say that maybe this is normal. I don't know. Anyway, folks, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and do all those other things. And we'll see you in the next couple of days, as always. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and take care. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.